Rain all you want. Rain all you want. We're going to have a lot of fun, Pennsylvania. We're going to have a lot of fun. They said, sir, the weather's so bad, we could do it another night. I said, you tell that to Pennsylvania, because I'm not going to. This is great. It's great to be back in this beautiful Commonwealth with thousands of proud, hardworking American patriots. And six months from now, the people of Pennsylvania are going to vote to fire the radical left Democrats. And you're going to send Dr. Oz to fight for you in the U.S. Senate. And you're going to elect an incredible slate of true America First Republicans to Congress. And together, we are going to end crazy Nancy Pelosi. She's crazy. You're going to end her career. They say she wants to move to Florida. Keep her the hell out of Florida. Keep her where she is. Earlier this week, our movement had a series of blockbuster victories in Ohio and Indiana. You know that, right? We nominated an amazing group of mega patriots to fight for us in November, including the future U.S. Senator. You know who that is? J.D. Vance. Where the hell is J.D.? Where's J.D.? What a guy. He, boy, he's riding high right now. J.D., we love us. You are riding high. He's going to have a great future, and we're going to have a great future with another person that we happen to be here for. In fact, every single candidate that I endorsed won their primaries on Tuesday. They went 22-0, and and in Texas, a couple of weeks before, we won 33-0. and So we have a total record of 55-0. and And we actually had a funny event take place, actually, in, uh, in Ohio. A man named J.R. Majewski. Do you know J.R.? We love J.R. So J.R. was sort of a candidate, but I think he was sort of just lingering and having a little fun. And we had a tremendous crowd for all of the incredible patriots of Ohio. And we had just an amazing crowd. And I said, where's J.R. Majewski? Is he around here? And you could see his hand way to hell in the back. And what he is, he's a farmer, he's a great farmer, and he'd carve Trump into the cornfield or whatever field, wheat, corn, whatever the hell he had. And he'd carve in massive, massive letters, Trump, and you could see it from 30,000 feet above in an airplane. And they did a story about him, and I called him out, I said, JR, I want to thank you. Now, I didn't want to endorse him because he wasn't really going to win. But I called him out, and we had lots of people. We had lots of people there. And guess what happened? Now, he was running against very good professional politicians. J.R. Majewski won for Congress. Can you believe this? He's your nominee, and he'll be great. But uh, we didn't expect that, so maybe we can say instead of 55, that we should be given 56 for that one. But he's great, and we have a lot of fun, and we have a country that's in big trouble. Tuesday's primary results are just the latest proof that we have transformed the face of the Republican Party, thank goodness. We are now the working people's party, but we're really the party of everyone. We're the party, you know what? We're the party of common sense, I think, more than anything else. We believe in putting America first, and we're going to keep on fighting to make America great again.
And you know, sadly, we have a new theme, too. It's called Save America, because our country has to be saved. These people are destroying our country. They're destroying our country. So we want to save America, too. It's a sad, that's a sad statement to make. Who would have thought we would have had to make it? We, we never did so good as we were doing a year and a half ago. But we have to save America, save our country. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together, and they would not have done the damage that Joe Biden has done to our country in just 16 months. The contrast between the Trump administration's amazing success and Joe Biden's breathtaking failure. There's never been anything. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. Even the fake news is saying it a little bit now. As bad as they are and as fake as they are, they could not be more stark. And let's look at the facts. I got gas way down to $1.87 a gallon. And they have it, if you can get it, at $5, $6, $7, even $8 last week a gallon. And you know, when you talk about inflation, that's a big factor right there. A lot of the inflation that you see is because of what we did. We were energy independent a year and a half ago. Who would believe it? We didn't need anybody. Now we go into uh, places like Venezuela. We're back with OPEC. We're accepting oil from Iran, even though they say they're not. They are. With the help of Pennsylvania energy workers, we achieved American energy independence. And you remember I said they are going to kill you on energy. Pennsylvania is a big energy state. They've destroyed it. Biden surrendered our energy dominance and he goes begging to OPEC. You know, you didn't hear the word OPEC for four years. Russia, Venezuela, Iran, many other countries that you would have never thought you even had to do business with. We created the safest border in the history of the United States. We ended catch and release. We deported record numbers of illegal alien gang members like MS-13. MS-13, you know what they do? They use knives because they're more painful. They cut young women up. They cut them up into pieces. They're animals. We built hundreds of miles of border wall. In fact, we completely finished our original plan. We then added much more border wall and almost got that finished too. Three weeks more it would have been finished. And then we had the rigged election, okay? The border wall was a great success and gave us record low illegal immigration. The border was the best ever, and they've turned it into the worst ever. We had the best border we've ever had in the history of our country recorded. And now we have the worst border we've ever had. And all you have to do is look at it. And you know, the fake news hardly covers it. You can turn on to ABC, CBS, NBC, Watch Deface the Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Donald Trump on Deface the Nation. You can watch uh, NBC Fake News, Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. They don't talk about it. They don't show what's going on. They're poisoning our country. 
I rebuilt our military, including our nuclear capability and the creation of Space Force, 75 years since Air Force. And they decided to give $85 billion through incompetence and stupidity of our military away to the Taliban, including 700,000 machine guns, rifles, and firearms of all types, as well as brand new airplanes, helicopters, tanks, and listen to this, 70,000 trucks. You know, there's not a used car lot dealer that would have probably 500, 600, 70,000, and many of them are armor-plated and the most expensive you can buy. 70,000 trucks, think of that. I was getting us safely out of Afghanistan. I'm the one that got it down to 2,000. We were gonna keep Bagram because of China. One hour away from where China makes its nuclear weapons, we want to keep Bagram. We gave it away. You know who's occupying Bagram right now? China! Creating peace in the Middle East, ending the endless wars, and bringing our troops the hell back home. It's time. 21 years. Biden turned Afghanistan into the greatest humiliation in American history. I believe that, too with soldiers killed and horrifically wounded. Nobody talks about the soldiers that lost their legs and their arms and more, and hostages that were left behind. We have American hostages that were left behind, many of them. Putin saw this incredible weakness, and that's when he decided to invade Ukraine. He didn't look at Ukraine when I was there. He would never have done it. Would have never, ever happened 100%. And now you look at the death and the destruction. This is the most dangerous time in the history of our country because of the incredible power of modern-day weaponry. They don't know how to deal with Vladimir Putin. They don't. They're saying exactly the wrong thing at the wrong time. They know nothing about psychology and what it takes to end this madness that's going on. Millions of people will end up being killed because we don't know what the hell we're doing. They are saying exactly the wrong thing at the wrong time. This should never have happened. And frankly, it should not be allowed to continue. Should not be allowed to continue. What's going on in Ukraine should not be allowed to continue. There was no reason for that to happen. And I'm telling you, he watched Afghanistan and he saw what happened, the way we pulled out, where well, we took our military out first. Whoever heard, how stupid could you be? Do you know? When I was there, I spoke to the leader of the Taliban, Abdul. And I said, Abdul, no more. You're not going to kill any of us. Or they were killing a lot of soldiers under Obama, snipers and everything else. And I said, no more. You're not going to do it, Abdul. I said it much tough. I don't want to sort of imitate it now. But I said, Abdul, if you do anything more, we're going to blow you to pieces. We're going to blow you to pieces. And he said, yes, Your Excellency, I understand. He called me Your Excellency, which was nice. I wonder if he calls Biden Your Excellency. Actually, no, Biden wouldn't speak to him. We're so angry at what took place, and we're so angry at them and the gross incompetence. The only thing they're good at is rigging elections. It's the only thing they do well. It's the only thing they know how to do. But we have the wrong people in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's what we have. Under my leadership, America was strong and America was respected like never before. And not all of the foreign 
leaders loved me, why would they? I said, you have to pay for NATO. You have to take our goods. The trade deals were no good. I redid trade deals and made them great. Mexico, Canada now, both countries, you know, we did the USMCA, which was NAFTA, which was a disaster. We made the USMCA, which is great. And Mexico and Canada now want to renegotiate the deal. And so the United States says, oh, well, we'll love to meet with you anytime. And they will do that. And yet we got screwed for many, many decades with that horrible deal that we had to live with. Nobody said, let's renegotiate it. But we renegotiated. We got a great deal at USMCA. Now, leaders of countries don't return Biden's phone calls. They don't want to talk to him. So many of them say, no, he called. We're not going to talk to him. They want nothing to do with him. They want nothing to do with our country, under, unless they can rip us off, in which case they'd love to deal with us, which is what's happened, because we've been ripped off by everybody, both on trade, with military, with NATO. Just a disaster what we've done. You know, in NATO, I got them to pay hundreds of billions of dollars. They weren't paying their bills. I said, you're delinquent. They said, well, if we're delinquent, sir, will you defend us should Russia attack? I said, no, if you're delinquent, I'm not defending you. And the following day, the money poured in. It was a beautiful thing to see. Under the Trump administration, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world with virtually no inflation. We had no inflation. We had energy. We had cheap gasoline. We had cheap electricity. We, everything was so good. All they had to do is go to the beach and relax. The best borders. Biden created the worst inflation in more than 50 years, and it's going to go much higher. It's costing families more than $6,000 a year. That's bigger than any tax increase ever proposed. And by the way, they are going to increase your taxes. They're going to give you the largest tax increase in history. I gave you the largest tax cut in the history of our country, larger than the tax cut given by Ronald Reagan, and gave you the largest regulation cuts in American history. That's why we had so many jobs. And you know, when you hear about their low, when you hear about their low unemployment numbers, they're terrible numbers, because we had 164 million people working. They don't have anywhere near that because people aren't working and they say we're not looking for a job. So then they say three and a half and four percent. But that's not true. It's not correct. It's not correct. It's fake news. You're right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was looking for that. Did we come up with a great term with fake news? Is that good? We came up with a lot of great ones. Crooked Hillary. Crooked. How crooked is Hillary Clinton? Did you see last week? It was big. Thursday. They came out. They got into the law firms, I guess, or somebody. I don't know. They got into various people that were having to do with the Russia hoax. And they have emails like, I can't believe this is going on. They're believing this stuff about Russia, Russia, Russia. And let's keep it going as long as we can. It was set up as a way of explaining a fake. It was a fake con job. You know, con job was a con job. They set it up as a way of explaining why she lost. And we lost, and I'll tell you what, we made her lose. You know why we had huge crowds, she didn't have crowds. Anyway, it was an explanation for why she lost. It was Russia, Russia. Everyone said, that's strange. You know, during the campaign, people would come up to me and they'd say, sir, do you know anything about Russia? 
No, uh, why do you ask? No, I don't really. I mean, I can tell you about Russia, but why do you ask? I don't know, sir. Just I hear about Russia. Then another one would come up and they'd say, uh, sir, have you had anything to do with Russia? No. Why? Why do you ask? That's a strange question. Then again, a month later, a young staffer would come up. Oh, sir, it's so, such a pleasure to meet you, sir. Oh, you're going to be such a great president. Sir, were you involved with Russia? I said, what the hell is going on with Russia? Disinformation. You know, they're full of disinformation. That's what they are. That's all they're good at, that stuff. But it's disinformation. And then four or five more times, I, say, I call my people. I say, could somebody explain what the hell is going on with Russia? And then I see this guy on television being interviewed, one of Hillary Clinton's top ponchos. And he said, yeah, yeah, it was Russia. That's what it was. It was Russia. You remember John Lovitz, the liar? on a, sh a horrible show now, but it used to be good, right? It used to be good. I actually hosted it. Saturday Night Live, I hosted it. And two great ratings, I might add, but I hosted That was before I ran for politics. After I ran for politics, they weren't too interested in having me host it, although I covered a lot of time. And Alec Baldwin's a sick puppy. He was terrible. I, was... I don't know. I haven't seen the new guy, but I, I hear he's better than Alec Baldwin. But anybody would be. You'd be. Anybody in the front row. Well, that's true, but uh, but uh, that was uh, not a not a very good not a very good show. It's become a very bad show. It used to be a little bit funny, but some pretty interesting things come out of it. Hey, by the way, Alec Baldwin, did he pull the trigger? No, I think he's a sick person. I've been I've watched him. He's a psycho. Something happened there. That's a strange deal. And he shouldn't have done those interviews. Those interviews were not good. They were not good. He goes, lock him up. <laughs> and you may find that could be. He is one sick puppy. We created 7 million new jobs. We had a record 164 million people working, a record never, ever been achieved. By the way, 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 way higher than we are right now. Now people aren't working. And if they're not working, they take you off the rolls, and then they say, what great employment numbers you have. That's not true. We achieved the largest poverty reduction in 50 years and lifted 7 million people off food stamps. And we lifted 10 million people off of welfare. And they were happy. They all had good jobs. <laughs> Under Biden, there's still millions fewer jobs than before. The pandemic was a disaster for him. Everyone said, oh, he's going to fix it. H1N1, you know what that is, right? H1N, that was a small version of the pandemic years before when he was in charge. Did a horrible job. I said, why is he going to do good on this one? He used to call it N1H1. It's actually H. It's easy to remember because H comes before N, right? So the H1N1 would also say things like, it's great to be with you in Florida tonight. Thank you. It's great. There were no palm trees. There were trees like look like this. And he did that many, many times. You know, he'd be in Idaho and it'd say Iowa. If I ever did it once, I'd be dead. They'd say, it's over for him. But you know, uh, by the way, one thing I have to say, I love Arnold Palmer. Latrobe, Latrobe, Pennsylvania. He asked me to play golf with him at Latrobe because I knew him really well the last 15 years of his life. And, and he was a great man. He was incredible. You know a story quick about Arnold? His father, was a uh, laborer.
He was actually a sod carrier. He was a very strong person. And Arnold Latrobe is very close. And Arnold was learned to play using other people's clubs. They had no money to buy a club. And Arnold would come in after hours and it used members' clubs and it learned and he became great. Then he won the U.S. Amateur. Then he turned pro. And right from the beginning, he made a lot of money. He went back and he bought the course. Do you know that? He bought the course and he put his father on as superintendent and ultimately made his father the manager of the club. And he owned the club right until his last day. Winnie is buried there, his wife, who he loved so much. I was with him as we walked past where she was and he started crying. I mean, Arnold was an incredible, an incredible man. And I said, so Arnold, you could be on the ocean. You could be on the West Coast, East Coast. You could be along the Potomac River. You could be anywhere. You've decided to stay right here. He said, I love this area. I love Pennsylvania and I love Latrobe. So amazing. Amazing story. Think of it. He goes out and he ends up buying it and makes his father the boss. I mean, it's just, it's, that's what our country is all about. He once said to me, so do you think that I should finance an airplane? Because, you know, Arnold was very rich. He made a lot of money. IMG was his thing. That's a big, huge company. But Arnold was very rich. And he said, uh, all my people want me to finance an airplane. He was buying an airplane. Should I finance it? I said, well, do you need the money? No. I said, then don't finance it. In other words, his instinct is, why do I finance an airplane if I don't need the money? But he loved Pennsylvania and he loved this area. And I wanted to tell you, he had a choice to be at Pebble Beach. He had a choice to be along the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, or any other ocean that he wanted. And he didn't want to move. He never even thought about it. He was a great man. And he's looking down right now, but he was a great man. And he loved your state. Under Biden, four million people have not returned to the labor force. Real wages have declined 12 months in a row, and the economy sucks. And last month, you read this, it shrank 1.4% in the first quarter. And the fake news is trying to say, think of it, the economy went down for the first time in many years. And the fake news, these guys are, look at all of them, in the rain, they're standing in the rain. They're standing in the rain. They're standing in the rain. They should stand in the rain. I'd like to have them in the rain every, every night. I'd like them to be in the rain. But they were saying I was watching the fake news. No, the economy uh, went down a little bit, but that's good news. They're the only ones that can say the economy shrank. You know, the economy shrank, and it's good news. On COVID, which I call the China virus because I want to be accurate, we had tremendous, tremendous success with therapeutics and Operation Warp Speed. Nobody anywhere in the world did it like us. And I rejected mandates. I rejected unscientific lockdowns. And I fought to get our children the hell back in school as soon as you can. And, you know, very importantly, a lot of people now are realizing this, but I let Republican governors run their states the way they should be run without interference from the federal government. But with a lot of help from the federal government in getting ventilators and therapeutics and supplies of all shapes, sizes and kinds to them without cost or without delay. And they've done an incredible job. A lot of the Republican governors have done an incredible job. You remember when governors get credit for doing this great job, which they really did. The Republican governors did a tremendous job. And honestly, the Democrat governors did a terrible job. I can't think of one that did good. And I dealt with all of them.
And you know, on the phone, when we'd have these weekly meetings with uh, all the governors, 50 governors, and we'd have these weekly meetings, the Democrat governors, thank you so much for getting us to Ventura. Thank you. I wish you could hear these calls. They actually do have transcripts of all those calls, but now nobody cares, unfortunately. But they would be so nice to me. Thank you, sir, that you've done an incredible job. They didn't have a news conference outside. We're not happy with the president. But we made them pay when we heard that. But it's because I let the Republican governors do what they wanted to do. It made it all possible for the great success that they've had. And, and uh, the relationship we have with them is fantastic. By contrast, under Biden, more people died of COVID last year than all of 2020. They failed on testing. They failed on therapeutics. And they imposed horrific mandates, punishing lockdowns and radical mask regulations. What a gift from hell that was, right? From China. What a gift from hell. And don't forget, I closed this down to China. We would have lost perhaps hundreds of thousands of people more. Thankfully, a Trump-appointed judge recently struck down Biden's ridiculous mask mandate in a righteous victory for American freedom. Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats have turned calm into chaos, competence into incompetence, and stability into anarchy, prosperity into poverty, and security into a catastrophe. You look at Afghanistan again and again, we'll never forget it. It would be nice if they would talk about it. They never talk about it, the fake news, because it's so horrific what happened. It was so bad, they never talk about it. The election was rigged and stolen, and now our country is being destroyed because of it. None of these things would have happened. Meanwhile, we have a president who has no idea what's happening, who's shaking hands with thin air while Putin talks about nuclear weapons all the time. Just look at this video. You know, we spend all this money on this wonderful technology, but it is. We bought this beautiful, these great screens. I don't know how the hell they're going to work in this rain, but we'll give it a shot. But take a look at this incredible scene, and it's very sad to watch. Thank you. Television, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The phone. What am I doing here? Oh, Putin's autocracy. Uh, yeah. Autocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracy. <laughs> but these are bad guys. I got them. One point relief so far. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure, isolate, and punish China. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. So the best way to get something done, if you, if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to Anyway.
Thank you very much. But it's sad, and he's surrounded by very smart but vicious people that I really believe hate our country. I really believe that. Because they are smart people. They're vicious. And they use law enforcement to go after and hunt people. You see what they're doing. Nobody's ever done anything like they're doing. He's surrounded by these people. And we have to be victorious. We're not going to have a country left. And once and for all, Joe Biden should put the question to rest. I don't think we really need to know the answer because we already do. By taking a cognitive test and releasing the results for the entire world to see. Just like I did. I did it. I got tired of these fake stories from these fake reporters. Then I took the test and uh, Ronnie Jackson, Doc Ronnie, right? He's Doc Ronnie, he's Admiral Ronnie, and he's now Congressman Ronnie from Texas. He's a great man. And he was the doctor of Bush and Obama, younger Bush, who got us into the Middle East. He did a great job, didn't he? One of the worst presidents in our history, whether you like him or not, whether you like a Republican or not, he got us into the Middle East. He should be ashamed of himself for what he did. And he never got us out. And neither did Obama get us out. But I got you out. With the support of all of these patriots, and he should take the test. And by the way, everybody running for president should be forced to take this test. You see that now. And I started by saying our country's at the most dangerous point in history. That's so true. And we have people, some of them maybe don't care. Others don't get it. They're not into the world of deals or psychology or dealing with other people. But this is the most dangerous. And, you know, now they're all bragging about what they did. Let Ukraine take the credit. But you got to get out. They got to make a deal. Got to make a deal. Russia's going to make a deal. They would make a deal. Ukraine should make a deal. There's not a lot left, though. You know, the, uh, the time to do it was at the beginning, before it started, it would have never happened. Even if they didn't make a deal, it would have never happened. I spoke to Putin about it a lot, and I told him what would happen if it did, and he understood that. And we never had, you know, a lot of people, they say, actually, a lot of the radical left say, we agree that if Trump were president, that would not have happened. That's just such a horrible thing. But they knew that it was not something that was going to. And the fact is, for four years, it didn't happen. It's never even thought about. Nor did Taiwan happen with President Xi of China. That didn't happen. With the support of all the patriots here tonight, we saved our country once, and together we will save our country again. I ran twice, I won twice, and did much better the second time than I did the first time, getting 12 million more votes than we did in 2016, and likewise getting more votes than any president in the history of our country. We got more votes by millions than any president in the history of our country by far. And now we may have to do it again.